In this week's episode of Studying Third, we'll be previewing the matches against Bologna and Genoa, discussing the win against Crotone, this week's Moji, Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Attenzione, Ronaldo salta anche Marchegiani e mette dentro 3-0. Andiamo, il principe entra in aria e solo, il tiro, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol! Forma Ronaldo a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro, violentissimo! E lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti! La prima squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter! L'Inter vince! E Nillo, campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! Campione d'Europa! I più forti siamo noi! Benvenuti, bentornati, welcome to another edition of Studio Inter. Uh, I'm your host, Nima Tarali Rudsari, and I'm joined today, as always, by Mr. Max DeLuca, from, all the way from Canada. Hey guys, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Very, very good. Uh, past the halfway point to starting the season with seven consecutive wins, so it's <laughs> happening, guys, and <laughs> I am so going to kill you. Oh, Jesus. And laughing there is uh, also Mr. Mohamed Nasser from uh, Dubai. Ciao tutti. What a time to be alive. That's your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> What a time to be alive, indeed. And we're also joined by a special guest today. He's the social media manager of Serpents of Madonina. Madonina. Welcome, Mr. Will Beckman. Hi. I'm definitely not from Canada or from Dubai, from somewhere much less interesting. Well, you're from the UK. <laughs> you're from the UK. Um, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, tell us a little about yourself. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I am 21 years old. I have been an interista for... About five or six years, not that long actually. Um, and a couple of years ago, I joined Serpents of Madonina, which had a bit of a revolution a couple of years ago. And now I'm living my dream, doing loads of tweets about Inter for the account. So that's. So, so you that's, became an Interista uh, post uh, post uh, travel? Unfortunately, so. Wow, this is wow. like a real baptism of uh, shit and fire, not just fire, right? Huh? <laughs> well, not really, because, because <laughs> Welcome I've never to the experienced show, goodness. I've well, never experienced... This club has never given me anything other than shit, so I'm kind of happy about finishing fourth. Like, that, <laughs> I've never experienced happiness. Well, well you know, for, for like old-timer fans like Nima and I and Max, I guess, we... Uh, this I is, this is also our... Like, I watched yeah, yeah, this is our... Our, our, our default, you know, we just had these five years of good, good, uh, good fortune. But yeah, it's, it's always been. Uh, Isn't it? Uh, I'm going to try not. I'm going to try not to bring the tone down too much this evening. <laughs> I think that's impossible in this crowd. <laughs> 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 right. Um, let's get to it then. Um, uh, I mean, four wins in a row in a match. I tweeted during the match that I said that this is a, this is the kind of game that if you want to win the Serie A. These are the kind of matches that you win. And for out of nowhere, the best signing of the Serie A season, Mr. Milan Skriniar, scores a scrappy goal. And, you know, we're in front of things. And then uh, Mr. Perisic scores his second. Um, did, did you honestly think that we were going to win this, Will, when you were watching? 
No, I didn't think we were going to. I didn't think we were going to win it before. I didn't think we were going to win it after half an hour. I didn't think we were going to win it with 20 minutes left, because we've seen this game, I think, so many times in the last four or five years. I don't know what I don't know what we've done to deserve these matches over and over again. It's just us. We can never win an easy game. It always has to be pain and swearing till the last minute and. That's what happened. At least we won it, though. That was that was a pleasant surprise because <laughs> we were not we were we were not good. I mean, Mo, uh, Max. We already know what Max thinks as he says we're going to win seven in a row. But like, yeah, I was I was cursing him with about ten. Minutes <laughs> <left>. <laughs> good. <laughs> I was already preparing what I was going to say. It's your fault. <laughs> exactly. It's all Max Lucas' fault. No, but um, Mel, seriously, like, do you, do you think that we there, do you see something different? Or was this just a fluke win? Like, is it too soon to make a, like a, like a judgment in the sense that we can see a pattern here? Or was this just a fluke win? So first of all, let me, uh, let me just remind everyone who might have read my preview on Sempre Inter for the game that my prediction was 2-0, albeit uh, Icardi and yeah, Perisic. But, uh, so no, I, I think uh, that's worth an applause. Yeah. I think that's worth an applause. Uh, tooting my own horn aside, because uh, I'm awful, <laughs> awful with predictions. You know, um, nobody's uh, good at predictions. Yeah, no, I'm really, really bad. But uh, yeah, if you ever have like an office pool for the World Cup uh, or something, <laughs> just uh, call me up, ask what my guess is, and uh, pick the opposite, and you'll guarantee to win the pot. So. <laughs> 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 uh, no, look. So, so it was a shit game. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It was a shit game, and um, what was frustrating is there was, there wasn't. You know, we were talking about uh, Spalletti's uh, varying of tactics going forward, uh, and it felt really stale, especially in the first 20 minutes of the second half. Like maybe in the first half, we were moving the ball a bit, a bit faster, and it seemed like the, the guys. But. Having said that, even by the, like the, the, the 70th minute uh, before the goal got scored, I wasn't. I really. I, I didn't feel like I. Uh, and my wife can, te- can testify to that. You know, I was a normal person around around the, the family in front of the TV. I wasn't cursing too much or or shot, like there was. I don't know what. It <laughs> How old is. are your There's kids? Something about the team this year that. Are they allowed to be around you when you watch Inter games? <laughs> How, old? How, old? How old are your children, Mo? Like I've been meaning to ask you this for quite some time. My daughter's uh, four and a half. My son's uh, my son's a year and a half. So yeah, they're quite young. <laughs> Keep them out of the room. Yeah, I was <laughs> So your daughter. No, but yes. Do you so swear in Arabic or do you swear in English? Like, what, what do you do to? So that you, they don't know. No, I, I want to know. Like, I'm actually keen because I've got this problem too. I, 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 I can't Arabic, watch Italian, so it's, okay. it, it depends on. Uh, yeah, Arabic, I, English, I, ca- Italian. I can't watch football with my godsons at all near me because I, I just turn into a psychopath. And no. <laughs> I, I, that's why I'm, I've been meaning to ask, like you guys who have kids, how do you how do you solve that issue? I find it quite problematic. Well, I mean, we're lucky because generally, like the late games are, are even the even the night, the 7 p.m. kickoff or the 6 p.m. kickoff is ah. uh, is past bedtime here in oh, Dubai. Good, so it's good. only the, the the midday games that uh, that they can they tend to see me uh, in my element. But uh, yeah, so I, I, need to... <laughs> I just got a, I just got a new fantastic idea for the YouTube channel for Semprinte. It's so basically film you during 90 minutes and every fat. <laughs> It's like a highlight reel. Oh. 
No, but it's true. Like, yeah, you didn't get too worked up in the game. I, I felt the sense of serenity. Like, I knew that the goal was going to come sooner or later for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. It just it, it didn't feel as shit as it normally did. Like, the guys, like, the, so, of course, they, they sort of mentally check out for a bit, but something, something's different. Something's different. I, 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 um, it, was, it wasn't like, it, it definitely wasn't like the shit show from last season, you know? No. What about what do you think, Max? I mean, do you was it were you also that cool and calm, collect expecting the goal to come at any time? Well, I predicted two nothing uh, Inter as well uh, on the last pod. Uh, Mo and I uh, agreed that uh, we were going to cruise the victory, but this is the this is the type of game that Inter needs to win um, to achieve our goals to take that next step. We have to uh, make adjustments and grind out victories against provincial teams in hostile environments, and that's exactly what we did. It wasn't a vintage performance. It wasn't champagne football at all, but we got three points. We got out of there unscathed and on to the next one, and that's what we have to do if we want to finish in the top three. So mission accomplished. I agree with that. And also, i got to say that I, I, if you remember last week, I said that I'm so used to shit Swedish players. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> when, when Marcus Rodin got so close to scoring, I was, I, I, I was like, just waiting. Okay, this is Henok Goitom again. Like, this, this is just another one of these obscure <laughs> Swedish piece of shit players who has his highlight of his career by scoring against Inter. But, but Handanovic... Did this, you know, he hadn't read the script. <laughs> no, he didn't. Handanovic decided to, to pull off a man, like some great saves. Um, and, and he got us the three points, and in my opinion, he was our man of the match. Thoughts, Mohammed? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll let, I'll let Max talk about Handanovic first, and then uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll chime in at the end. Okay, go, well, Max. Well, I was thinking about you, Mo. I think it was uh, in the first half when Miranda got that, Miranda got that yellow card and uh, Martella took the free kick and Handanovic actually dived and saw it by the post. I was thinking <laughs> of you because that's why you always yell at him for not moving on those. So I was like, hmm, maybe he's zoned in there. But uh, the reflex save on the header in the second half, uh, that was top class, an absolute world-class save. It preserved the... Uh, it gave us a chance to win the game, and that's exactly what we did. And uh, I've been on Team Handanovic since day one. He, he's my buddy. But, uh, yeah, just it's hard when you don't face any shots for, for most of the game and just come up with that reflex save from close range. I mean, glad to have him, and uh, he was my man of the match as well. Will, was he your man of the match as well? Yeah, he, he could not be. I mean, just for that save alone. I mean, the ball was behind him. Yeah. It was he had he had no right to save that. <laughs> he, it was he, he, he messed with physics. To, that that the script was written. Crotone were going to score, and we were going to have another ninth of April. But they won two one. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. They didn't really talk about it on the stream that I was watching. They were kind of like, oh, "It's a good save." That's an unbelievable save. How did he get that? <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, and I was going to say, do you think when he wears that cap? It seems he, he seems to play better when he's got that sun hound. Because I remember when we played we played Atalanta a couple of years ago, and he did that Spider Man save that was yeah. from like from close that range. That's where he had his cap on there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, I didn't think it's of something that. about that cap. I don't know, it's the sun or I don't know. He's 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 incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. he's incredible at saving shots. Anyway, yeah. well, not so good at. I mean, I, what I yeah. love about him is that the most is the fact that he seems so like unfazed like after the game when he when they ask him he's like 
Yeah. My, my job is to make saves. I'm not going to celebrate when I save. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to celebrate when I save. But he seems so chilled out. Like, um, and these, yeah. you know, the, like, and, and these are unconfirmed reports. Like, apparently, he is an ice man. Like, I, I heard, like, this was just a rumor thing. But apparently, when he played at Udinese, he was out with some friends. Uh, on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. These are unconformed reports, so I can't say that they're true, but it's just what I've heard. But it kind of tests a little bit to his, to his personality. But apparently they were out, uh, and uh, this girl was really drunk and vomited all over his shoes. And he, and oh, he, no. And, and he didn't make a move. <laughs> like, he was just he standing, saved it. He saved it. No, he's like, he just looked at it and was like, are you... F-? <laughs> apparently he went... Are you feeling better now? <laughs> and then just went on. <laughs> like the guy seems like he just cannot, like nothing phases him. And and he, he is a cool so cat. Cool. No, he, really he cool is. Cat. He is huge. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what else doesn't phase him? What? Yeah, you know what else doesn't phase him or affect him or get a reaction? No. Low low balls that are shot across him. That's <laughs> that's what's <laughs> about. Oh, you had to throw that in there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he, I've, he, I've said it before he's a great goalkeeper he's a fantastic goalkeeper he just doesn't know how to save these balls the ones that get shot across him when he's flat footed that's, that's that was one in the first half wasn't it yeah there was, no, there was the free kick but it's different uh, than a reaction from, shot or, uh, from Tone after like 10 minutes yeah, the one that I knew there was going to be a disclaimer <laughs> in there somewhere from <laughs> <laughs> no, no, his, his cousin his cousin did you see the goal that he conceded for Maribor in the Champions League I, when I saw it I was like that's Samir they, they trained together as kids they must have spent ages working on how to spill the shots out centrally so that someone <laughs> could tap it in it was like I was watching Samir it was was, is that his cousin really? yeah it's his cousin Jasmine Handanovic. I think that they're like aren't they like from a family of goalkeepers as well like I've read something about that I can't remember if it's true um, but Possibly, no, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but you, you, you're right. I mean, the thing about him is that to me, he's an old, like old, old-fashioned goalkeeper. He's not very good yes. with his feet. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's got good reflexes. He's bigger, but he's not. He's not the modern. He's not exactly Neuer or De Gea. You know what I mean? This kind of modern goalkeeper. He, he seems. No. He looks like rooted when the ball is a bit like to his side, like Mo says. These, these reflex saves, he's good at that, but he's not good at pushing them out. He's an old-fashioned goalkeeper. Like, he reminds me of, like, Abiati in many ways. You know what I mean? Like, very poor with his feet. Yeah. Old-class, like, old-fashioned goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when there were some, there were some rumours during the summer that, that Spalletti wasn't an enormous fan of him because of that precise reason. And I think that's mm-hmm. why we were linked to, God forbid, Chesney for a couple <laughs> of weeks. Because... <laughs> Because he'd had him at Roma, and he knew that he did that better than Handanovic. Well, to be fair, Chesney was good at Roma, to be honest. I mean, most Arsenal fans will remember him with horror, and rightfully so. But he was was pretty good at Arsenal, at Roma. Yeah, I've never been a fan of his, but he he, he had his moments. I'll give him that. So, um, who was your man of the match then, Mo? Because obviously it wasn't Handanovic. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I think it was a toss-up. I mean, uh, definitely had, uh, the two the two the two stand-up players for me were uh, Skriniar and Handanovic, and there was a toss-up between yeah. one one kept us in the game and the other managed to win the game for us despite Perisic scoring another goal. I mean, it was all like it was all on Skriniar's goal. The minute that goal got scored, you knew that you were going home with the three points. So it's either either him or the other, you know. And I think I would give it to Skriniar because he's a new signing and, uh, you know, you want to 
encourage them as much as possible and blah, blah, blah. So for me, either one could take it. I'd be happy giving either one the man of the match. But if I were to choose, I'd give it to Skriniar. Hmm. That's, that's, that's fair enough. I, I, I just, I'm so impressed by Skriniar. And I think you know, a lot of people criticize Sabatini and Auxilio for what they've done. But Skriniar, after four matches so far, he's been the signing of the Serie A this season, I think. I think he's been absolutely fantastic. And I read an analysis that I think that would be maybe taking it a bit too far. But I can't remember who it was, but somebody wrote in Gazeta that, or actually it was Bergomi who said, Giuseppe Bergomi, former Interskipper, who said that he makes Miranda better as well. Yeah, he said that last night. Yeah, yeah which is absolutely yeah. insane because, yeah. to, I don't know, if I, I'm not quite ready to say that because I think Miranda's intelligence is, 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 you know, I think that is the reason why Skriniar has been so easy, like he's hit the ground running. I think when you're around someone who spreads so much security and, and calm around him, it's easier to, to perform. Um, so, so I'm kind of the jury's out, but I, but the fact that for me the jury's out on that that particular opinion. However, it's really interesting that Bergomi, who himself was one of the best accomplished central defenders at Inter all, of all time, would say such a thing. Will, what do you think? Do you yeah, he was last night. He does. What well, I'm just going to say that he does the, the commentaries for Sky Italy, and all the way through last season, he was kept saying, "Look, Miranda's not doing well enough this season. Miranda is out of form. Miranda's having a bad season." And this season, he seems to have become the Miranda that we had two years ago. So I'm not surprised because he's never been, he hasn't been that hot on Miranda in the last few months. But mm. no, I wouldn't agree just yet. But I, it doesn't, he doesn't need to make Miranda better to win my heart. Just, you know, he's already won that. Mm. He's, he's, I mean, I saw him at Samp and he got so much better throughout the year because at the start of the year, he was a bit of a mess. And if you told me then that we were going to sign him for however many million we signed him, I would have... I don't know. I would have done something bad. I don't know. I would have, yeah, committed a crime. Maybe. I don't know. And, but he got so much better throughout the season. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, but he, he's, he's been a surprise. He's been extraordinary. His feet as well. He's 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 perfect for Spalletti. You know, that's what that's we didn't have. That's the thing. Season. That's the thing. He's so damn good with his feet. And I I remember watching Samp a little bit last season. I don't remember him doing this. No. Being so good with his feet. I'm, well, I'm the, really the, surprised. The moment that I think most people remember was, was right at the start of the season when they played Milan. And Milan won it 1-0 with a goal from Baca, but Skriniar tripped over his own feet and gave the ball to Suzo and they broke and, score, and scored. And that was the moment, that was the only moment when I was starting to think about Skriniar when we heard that we were going to sign. That was the only thing that was stuck in my head. That and he gave a penalty away against Roma and with, with which they lost the game. So it was a surprise. It's a huge surprise. But Giampaolo is really good at improving his defenders. He does so much work on his defensive line. So I'm not surprised in that sense. But to come in immediately and take over everything, just, he's, just, he's just the king on the pitch at the moment. He does everything. Mm. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. He's got, like he's, Spalletti said yesterday on, on Saturday, he said, you know, he's quick, he's tough, he's never in trouble. Um, you can always trust him. And that's it. He's already like he's already irreplaceable. Yeah, that's yeah. and he reiterated that today as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and how, how about finishing a um, ninety minutes clean sheet with both Ranocchi and Nagatomo on the pitch? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> we should we should we should say something about Nagatomo, by the way, because I did a I do a because I thought I did the Twitter. I do a man of the match poll up every match, and I put Handanovic, Skriniar, and Perisic. And I thought, maybe I should put Nagatomo, because everyone else has been so bad, and he was good yeah. when he came on. And I he thought, was. No, no one in there, no one is ever going to want to vote for him. 
So I just left him out. And then someone said later on, where's Nagatomo? He turned the game around. I was, what? I was, I was, <laughs> oh, but he was, he was, I mean, credit where it's due. He is more of a, I think he's more of a guarantee than, than Dalbert at the moment. That's not to say he's a better player, but he, he, he did everything perfectly when he came on. And the free mm-hmm. kick was his, was his work. It was his overlap on That's Perisic. True. That's true. You know, That's true. so, you know, he did well. Mm-hmm. I, and it was 200 appearance. That's the thing I was going to say. Did you guys, when Inter tweeted that out, did you see the comments? (laughs) I was crying. Like, when when some of those tweets replying to Inter were just comedy gold. Like, if you haven't seen it, go back on Inter's timeline in in the English. I think it was English or Italian. They said, congratulations, Nagatomo. Oh, the comedy comedy that ensued. My favorite tweet was this one guy who had, like, this image of a knife stabbing himself in the eyes it was absolutely <laughs> sorry yeah no but it just goes to show uh, like what what happens to a player when they have to compete for a position against exactly. uh, you know Ansaldi or Teles or Dodo versus competing <laughs> with an actual uh, <laughs> you know semi-decent left back like Dalbert oh, you know this is you know Yuto yeah. well, knows he's got to step his game up so Spalletti gave his okay to, to selling Ansaldi because he liked Yuto I yeah mean, yeah that, no, know, I, I, in, in all fairness, you, you get you get more out of Yuto than Ansaldi, at least Ansaldi of last season. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. What That's happened it. to him? He was so good at Genoa, and he was yeah. He was, he was I, I took yeah. At Atletico Madrid too. Like, what the hell happened? I know. I think it's something to do with Gasperini's wing back. Sometimes they just they're like fish out of water when you when you take yeah. them away. I'd, he he does things there. I mean. I, I don't know. He, he, he's, he's a wizard at times. I know we hate him, but he does things to these players that no one else can do. And I went big on Ansaldi last summer. I thought, he was go- I thought this was going to be the, the sign. This was going to be the signing that solved our problems. And, yeah, yeah, I think uh, pretty he much became another one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. Right. Let's um, let's move on to. We got other things. Uh, uh, we got more important things to do because. Now we're, play, we're traveling away tomorrow evening, uh, Tuesday night, uh, the only game of the Serie A tomorrow, uh, away against Bologna, where we will play Daddy Palacio, as you used to call him, Mo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, I mean, is it, is it, hasn't it, like, I don't want to bring in Max too much here, because he's already jinxed this, so I'm just going to say, <laughs> Palacio's going to score on. three goals tomorrow, isn't he? Three? <laughs> three goals, Patrick by Papa Palacio, as you call him. <laughs> isn't that isn't that more than his tally in the last two seasons of Inter? <laughs> wow. Well, there you go then. That's why he's going to do it. <laughs> uh, he already scored last game, right? He scored yeah, he uh, the one yeah, goal. And he, and he hit the post at the yeah, end. He could have scored two. End. Yeah, he could have scored two. And that's what I'm saying. He's building up towards this game. Yeah. Although I'm not sure he's going to start, actually, because Donadoni said this morning that I'm not sure he can do 180 minutes in, in three or four days, so he might not start. But he's <laughs> on form. On fo- anyway, he'd come off the bench anyway and score, so it's pandemic. Yeah. He's going to score. It's just what, do you- <laughs> <laughs> oh. what do you think, Mo? How many goals is he going to score? <laughs> I think he'll probably get one, and I'm not going to hate him for it because uh, we're going to score two or three. I mean, for me, these matches away at Bologna are the, re- are the most difficult ones because, I mean, first of all, Bologna is historically a difficult ground for Inter to come and play it. And, and you know, th- this is our first, if, you know, this is our first three matches in a week week. And only t- 
two, two, three days between the a very difficult game because it was a very physical match. They were playing against Crotone in a in a really difficult you know you know circumstances, hot, very you know they, they, everyone was saying all the players and Spalletti after the match said that the ground in Crotone was very stony, the grass was very high, it was very tough and physical, and I think we're going to have to play another game that was reminisce. Uh, that is very reminiscent in those terms of the match against Crotone, uh, with the difference maybe that it won't be so hot uh, as it is in Reggio Calabria. But do do you think that Inter has what it takes to to to, to win these this game? Will? Yeah, definitely we can win it, but we'll have to be better than we were against Crotone um, because you can only have, have, win that kind of game every so often. You know, eventually that will your luck will run out. Um, I do think it will be slightly different this game because I don't think Bologna are going to be quite as um, defensive as Crotone were. You know, they've just they've just changed their system to kind of be a bit more attacking after ten years, of, sorry, ten years, ten months of um, playing with the same system. And, it, and uh, they played Napoli a couple of weeks ago and they really went for them and they gave them a lot of problems for an hour. So I don't know if they're going to be the same uber defensive team as Crotone were, and that may help us because we are much better in open spaces than we are when we're playing a tight defence for the players we have. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of expecting a really annoying game that's similar. But if you look at it from a tactical point of view, I think it might be slightly easier. Having said that, the last two, ga- the last two games at the Dallara for us have been exactly the same. They've been 1-0 and they've been horrible games to watch. The last two years, with Icardi the first year who scored and then obviously the late Gabby goal. Who scored? Oh yeah, the Lassi, yeah, yeah, the Gabby yeah. one, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> Max, do you agree? I mean, we know what you think. What do you think? Walk in the park, four or five mil? <laughs> no. <laughs> scanning, scanning the schedule. This uh, was the game that raised the most alarm flags. Besides Roma, I'm really, really worried about this game. Um, Donadoni, I mean, he, Milan legend. He always uh, gets up to play us. Uh, like you said, Ronaldo Dallara hasn't been uh, very kind to us in recent years. Um, third game of the week. There's a, a lot of a lot of things, a lot of factors working against the uh, working against us. However, I I see us just getting a penalty and just escaping with a one nothing victory. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be one of these games. Uh, I, I think it is going to be sort of like the game against Crotone, where we just push forward, push forward, push forward, and um, we don't get one till late. But as long as we get the three points, I don't care how we play. Well, There's also Safia Tider as well. Yes, and also two Swedish players oh. in Emil Kraft and Philip Helander. And, and I know that one of them will score against Inter. I'm just absolutely... Helander. Like, yeah, Helander will probably get one. Helander is really good. I like yeah, him. He, he's, he's, he's good <laughs> in the air. He's good in the air. Yeah. Yeah. And he Mo? scored against Lazio last year. So he sure did. Mo, 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 you want to say? No, no, no. Yeah, I was just saying. Maybe I hope. I hope you know he's there. One of them is going to score as much as you knew Rodin was going to score. So. <laughs> I, it's just. I'm sorry. Albin Ekdal scored like eight goals in his Serie A career. Four of them were against <laughs> Like, I mean, I mean, John Guidetti like, for Celtic. Do you know what I mean, though? Or Henok Goitom at 17. That was his uh, peak for Udinese in the 90th yeah. minute. 
I mean, it's like it's, it's something about Swedish shitty Swedish Milan fans who <laughs> yeah. play against Inter and always score. Like it's just it's like, uh, Milan willing to, to Emil Forsberg in the summer. So if yeah. they sign him next summer, he'll score against us in a derby. That's, but he's actually a good. Like he, but he's yeah. actually a decent player. Okay, I mean, so that's allowed, is it? <laughs> yes, but I mean that's more acceptable. I mean, come on, like somebody who like plays in the. Oh God, I'm not even going to go there. I right. mean, in fairness, Brodien only didn't score because of a supernatural save. So I think. Nemo was right on that one. For me, he scored. <laughs> I still can't believe he saved that. Well, it seems that we're all in agreement here that Inter are going to win against Bologna. Uh, Max already said penalty, uh, just, a, just a scrambled penalty, and then Icardi will score. That's fair enough. What do you, what do you think, Mo? Scorers? You're, you're the I, I think champion it, now. <laughs> I, I, think it's, uh, I think it depends. Uh, like Will was saying, it depends on how Bologna line up. Uh, if they're if they're going to play defensively, then I reckon we're going to keep a clean sheet and uh, sneak a one uh, one nil or maybe like one and then compounded by another one another quick one if it doesn't come too late in the second half. But if they try and play football against us, I think uh, it make everyone's lives a bit easier. Maybe we'll, uh, we won't keep a clean sheet, but uh, I think it'll be like a good three one. And if it's a three one, then Icardi is definitely getting on the score sheet, and maybe Candreva finally. Uh, Shoots one on target and uh, actually scores. <laughs> okay. Well, what about you? Prediction. Yep. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be more pain. <laughs> I think it's going to be another 1 0 like the previous two years. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I hope they come out for us because it will make things a lot easier for us. Um, but I think they're, they're, a, they're an awkward team. They drew with us last year at San Siro. They're, they're, they're quite good against the big teams, even though they don't always win. Uh, they gave Fiorentina a lot of trouble on Saturday, so they're in form. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope we're not too tied out from, from Saturday, because as you said, there was a lot of... Like Spalletti said this morning that, that because of the pitch and the wind and the heat, that yeah. there was a bit more fatigue than normal. But I don't know. Um, I w- I'll say 1-0 with, with Blondie. Get on the score sheet. <laughs> um, I, I think, to be honest with you, I, I think we're going to lose. I think Palas is going to score two. And I think oh, come on. Yeah, well, Norma, I, would have, I wanted to say that, but I thought this is, this is I've never been on this podcast before. I can't, <laughs> I can't immediately be myself. I've got to try and be, <laughs> <laughs> be <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Uh, after the loss <laughs> against the Bologna. <laughs> Palacio Hattrick. Exactly. Palacio Hattrick. No, we're, we're, we're hosting Genoa on Sunday at 3 p.m. And I think this is a game that at home, I, I just don't see Inter losing this. I think Inter at home are a completely different team. Uh, they seem more comfortable, and, and, and the, the crowd, everything around the club at home, they see, everyone seems so energized, uh, and it looks like it's going to be a big crowd again. And uh, despite the fact that we lost Pellegrini, who, who was you know who we had basically signed, but because of what happened in the Chinese government, we, we, we didn't get to sign him, and it seems like he's going to Milan now, and this guy seems like a <clears throat> super talent. I still don't think that will matter. I think we will destroy Genoa on, on, on Sunday. I honestly think so. Um, I expect to see uh, an Inter that, that comes out on the pitch after having lost to Bologna, wanting to take revenge, <laughs> <laughs> and completely walk all over Genoa. What do you say, Mo? I don't want to compound the predictions. Uh, like, if I'm wrong on one, I want to predict it in isolation. I think uh, in isolation, it's another, it'll be a straightforward 2-0 uh, uh, clean sheet who wins. Okay. Regardless well, of what, whatever, what we do against Bologna in the midweek. 
but, but, but I mean, if we're looking, if we look at Genoa uh, as a team, uh, is there any player there that you're you want Inter to be extra weary of, Will? Um, well, maybe Pellegrini. I mean, if he plays, I suppose he could do, given that he came on after half an hour last night and, and scored two goals. I don't know. Um, I've got to say, this is going to bite me, but I, I think Genoa are terrible. I really don't like them as a team. I mean, the signings they made, the defenders. I mean, look at this list, right? Spoli, Gentiletti, Zukanovic, Rossettini. That, that you don't get one fast defender if you put all four of them together. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, I just, they've got so many players that I'm not sure about. Tarab. Oh, they've, they've got Lapagol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, well, Lapagol is obviously going to score then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I Maybe mean, not. No, being Pandev. Serious, Pandev. Yeah. Being serious, I would say, um, I mean, maybe another ex-Interista, Laxalt. He's kind of the only, one of the only few sort of, talents that they've got, along with maybe Federico Ricci, who's gone, because he's just gone there, he knows Ivan Juric from when he was at Crotone, yeah. maybe one of those two, but honestly, I agree, I mean, if, I'm, I'm pessimistic about Bologna, but I will be so annoyed if we don't win this at least 3-0, because they are, they're not even a good defensive team, I think, I, I mean, I put them in my bottom three for, for relegation at the start of the season, when I did predictions, I really don't like them, so if yeah. we lose, then, it, uh, then you, can, you can shout at me for whatever. Okay, well, I'm, what about you, uh, Max? What, what are you what, going into this game? Like, are you? You said you were a bit worried about uh, playing Bologna. So, what are your feelings about this one? I'm feeling uber confident going into uh, the game against Genoa. Like Will said, uh, Genoa are terrible. They've conceded eight goals in their last three games. They've lost three in a row. They haven't. They have one point uh, in the Serie A so far. I think this is going to be a route, especially at home. So you don't see uh, Lapagol scoring three goals, assisted three times by Bertolacci? I don't oh, see none of that happening. <laughs> Bertolacci, oh my God. I mean, oh. yeah, maybe we will lose this guy. Maybe it is. <laughs> hey, uh, Danny, you guys, uh, have, you ever guys, have you guys ever watched The Wire, the TV show The Wire? I love The Wire. Yeah, don't you think Laxalt's a dead ringer for Snoop? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like, that ex- is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to post two pictures side by side later. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a really. Or good Will, he's the social media expert. Yeah, he can yeah, do you it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you can do it, Will. <laughs> Find a picture of Laxal. <laughs> no, but I, I gotta say, I mean, that that last season, Laxal is a pretty good player. Yeah. And. Uh, and, and I mean, we we gave him plus a bit of money to get uh, Ansaldi, who yeah, we, who great, we loaned, great idea that was. Yeah, and we loaned Ansaldi out for two years, and after two years, we get four million euros for him. That, that's got to be one of those hallmark horrible Inter deals of all time. But <laughs> it seems like we're all it seems like we're all kind of in agreement here that we're going to beat um, uh, we're going to beat Genoa. So I'm going to say. 3-0, Icardi two goals, and uh, Perisic one goal. Because I, I, I think Perisic this season is just... Wow. Uh, and and I, really ho- I really hope to see uh, Gagliardini not play against Bologna. I'd rather see Vecino play together with, with Borja Valero and... Uh, <coughs> what's his name? His name eludes me. The Portuguese oh, one. Lot. Yes, João Mario. Thank you. Thank you, João mm. Mario, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's what I hope to see. Because uh, I think Vecino's got that kind of 
he's got that meanness which I which I lack, uh, which I which I think Gagliardini doesn't really have. I think Gagliardini is very safe with the ball and he reads the game so well, so that's why he's he always wins balls so much. But I don't. For me, Vecino is 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 a real mean son of a bitch. That like he's he's on you like white on rice, and I want to see that against Bologna. I think we need that. Uh, yeah. So, I, so, so yeah. Agreed. I think he's better than Gagliardini. Mm. What do you, okay, so predictions then. Well, uh, well, I'll say three 0 just because I think we're due. Well, we're not. Yeah, we're due a nice win because I don't think we'll have a nice win against Bologna. So I will say I want someone other than Icardi or Perisic to score because they can't score all of our goals all of this season. Otherwise, we're <laughs> going to be no. But we are going to. We need some midfielders to score. So I'll say I'll say João Mario because. He'll scuff one in eventually, even though he can't shoot. He really uh, can't, can he? Like, he really can't. And we should awful. talk about that. We yes, should really we should. We will. We should. We should. Because if he scores, that's a completely different game we're talking about. We're, maybe we're not pessimistic. Maybe we're happy with a 3-0 win. You know, you, mm. you, it, it, was, it was so important that he scored that. And it's not the first time. Anyway, that's a, so I think he'll score. And then uh, I'll say Icardi will score. And then... And then another one from Icardi. Because he's, uh, he's good at braces. Yes, he is. What do you say, Mo? Yeah, I said 2-0 uh, with uh, Candela. Oh, sorry. And, uh, sorry, yeah. I didn't hear. Sorry, I forgot. Daydreaming. Uh, yeah, Max. <laughs> yeah, I like 3-0 as well for the good guys. But uh, should we talk about Icardi's hair for a minute here? <laughs> like, well, I think Spalletti said everything we need to say. He said <laughs> it's great because now when people look are on the ball, they look up, they'll see him immediately, and they'll find it. They give him the ball quicker. <laughs> That's what brilliant. he said on Friday. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Isn't it? Did not nice happen. He yeah, just finds a way. Sorry, go ahead. If you're a streaky striker, why in the world would you change your hair color? Like I'm afraid that Icardi's not going to score until he dyes his hair back to his normal color. That, oh, that, no. That's my fear. Oh, my but, only question, my only yeah. reaction to his hair color was, I thought the 1990s were over and the boy band thing was gone as well. Like, <laughs> I mean, what is up with that? The bleach blonde, yeah. like he looks, he looks like the Moffats. Remember those? Them? Like there was this band from like I think they were like a religious group, like an answer to the Hanson band. <laughs> and he looks like thinking, one of the Moffats. I was thinking what more fun? E17 or Blazing Squad. Yeah, with, just... with like a white with a white tracksuit. He's perfectly into their music videos. <laughs> What, oh, what a random chat. reference, the Moffats. No, but I mean, they, they, no, but I mean they, they remember them. Like, they all had bleached blonde hair. And they all, like, I remember them, Nima. Yeah, and they all pretended to play instruments. And that's, yeah. I don't know, I just got that kind of... Uh, I think it's horrible. And, and, and if you've seen, yeah. if you see, if you see him, there's a picture from... I think Inter published it. When the, the Brozovic's face and <laughs> when he yeah, no, at me, yeah. Yeah. gold, oh, gold. There was like, I remember the Rom- the Romania team. They they all dyed their hair blonde in the '98 World Cup, and they yes. lined up for one of their. Ma- I was thinking of because there was somebody who's on who's really good at photoshops on Twitter did a thing of where all the team on yeah. had their hair blonde, and Dan Borosio put it on his Instagram. And it looked exactly it, yeah. like that. <laughs> so maybe I remember. Should, maybe we should do that. <laughs> no, I remember what, what I'm enjoying is uh, what I'm enjoying this year is the banter on the social media. Like everyone seems to be just more relaxed and having fun, and it's not as like ugh, you know. Like the in, the, the official Inter account, uh, D'Ambro- D'Ambrosio. Everyone seems to be just uh, a little more relaxed this season. I think that, uh, and you can see it on Definitely. the pitch. 
that's a good point. That's a good yeah, point. There's lots of that. Well, let's. I mean, I'm glad you brought it up, Will, because I wanted to talk a little bit about João Mario and and his 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 his, his complete inability to finish. Like, I mean, we all. I think we can all agree that he's a world class player, but his finishing is is. I mean, that's the stuff I expect from like very like it's Swedish league level for finishing level. Like, <laughs> awful. Do you? Like, yeah, do you, uh, do you, the annoying thing is, it's not it's not something that that he can't get better at. He can if he if he trains for it. Eventually, he'll get better. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, is it I'm like a mental thing? Does he get uh, shocked? Like, and he gets hyper adrenalized and like, and you know, he just cuffs it or shoots it, you know? Or is it like, is it a composure thing or is it a skills thing? Because he passes the ball like a like an assassin, you know. So he knows where to place them. That's a really interesting thought. What do you think the problem is, Will? Uh, I wish I knew. It's so baffling because he's got everything else. He's got everything else you'd want from a midfielder. You know, he's mm. quick. He's, he's powerful. I love it when he gets the ball and sort of he shrugs off an opponent and goes, piss off. This is my Drives lad. forward. <laughs> Just drives forward like he did for the, um, against Roma for the third goal. That, that, that really makes me... It just gives me a good feeling. But... But then he gets in front of the goal, and it's like he sort of he just realizes in that moment that he's put his boots on the wrong way around in the dressing room, and and then falls over and, and can't. His brain doesn't function. I don't know what it is. It and, and I'm worried at this stage, maybe it's something that, that won't be fixed because if he's got this far, if he's if he's been a, an important player for Sporting, if he's been a 40 million signing for Inter, if he's been a Euro 2016 winner, he's, he's a European champion. How how have you got that far forward in your career without having this? This, this seems to, this problem, it's, it's amazing. And it's going to cost us. Because to play in that position, you need to score goals. Otherwise, you're going to suffer. Five. At least you, five you know, a season. We, we need goals from midfield. I think this is a big problem yeah. that is going to come across. I was looking at um, the, the, the amount of goals that all our midfielders have scored from, uh, just from looking at their, their, their stats on Wikipedia. And it's not good. I mean, Gagliardini has two goals in Serie A. Brozovic has... Well, Brozovic has other problems. Let's leave him out. Borja Valero has eight goals since the start of the 2014-15 season, which is eight in 128. Vecino has scored six in 85 appearances for Fiorentina. And apparently, according to someone a few weeks ago, apparently he's, he's got one of the, the lowest accuracy ratios for, in terms of shots on goal compared to, to goals scored. Apparently he's one of the lowest. And Germani has three goals in 36 appearances. I mean, it's a problem. We can't have Icardi and Perisic yeah. all season. So somebody's going to have to teach him how to shoot. Because if he does, he'll be João Messi, not João Mario. But <laughs> at the moment, yeah. he's, it's a real problem. And but that would have changed the game. Anyway. That's true. No, for, me, for me, it's like, I think Vecino will be the answer to, to those problems. Because I think he's got... I mean, he, 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 to me, he's like the long-lost son of Dejan Stankovic, only he's got more stamina in him. Like, to me, he's got, like, he reminds me a lot of how Stankovic used to play. Maybe not as good as shooting, but he does, I think that he could be, he could be the player that scored, like, like the one he scored against Roma. Did you see how, like, his movement and his yeah. tenacious, tenacious yeah, running, I, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, they did, a, they did a whole analysis of that in the post-game show afterwards, about how he's got the, the tempeating sedimental, like, he arrives at the right point in the box, which is what other most of our other midfielders don't have. So I think I agree. I think he's the most complete midfielder we have. So if he can, if he can persist on that, I think that's the answer. Because, and I hope he is, because I can't see anyone else scoring. What do you you know, another, another good thing is, like, finally, for the first time in God knows how long, we have a manager 
who you can uh, be comfortable knowing a developing player's career is in his hands. Whereas, you know... Uh, yeah. That's a really interesting point, and I actually got it on my list that I wanted to talk about that today. Mm. That I mean, I think the biggest feather in Spalletti's hat, in my opinion, is not just the fact that he seems to say all the right things and seems to have gotten the team working in the right direction. It seems that he's actually developing players and getting them to play better. I mean, if you think about it, we've bought quite a few players, and every single one of them has hit the ground running. I don't think that's just a chance. I think he's... He's got this, like, tactically, and also his man-management skills, I think are better than yeah. we've given him credit for before. No, it's true. I, I, I've said this only like, only because of my uh, close following of Salah, and because I, I've always thought that Salah was a problematic player and that his only really real standout attribute was, was always just speed. And it had always been just speed, whether at Basel or Chelsea or then at Fiorentina, and then... Uh, when he first went to Roma. But then last season, something changed. Something changed on the Spalletti and, and Salah became a much more complete forward. And then you can, you can definitely see that happening at Liverpool. And he's done that countless times with countless players. He just, he, he you know, like the FIFA card, uh, he just pushes up all the other attributes, all the other numbers go, go up. There's so, one, there's one glaring example of Spalletti, what Spalletti can do to play. No, that wasn't the one I was thinking. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, he made him presentable. I don't think he made him... Uh. He made him no, Nainggolan. Nainggolan didn't yeah. score goals before he Spalletti turned up. He scored... He was yeah. four or five goals a season. And, you know, he had this intuition to move him forward. I mean, I remember when he first did it and people were like, what's, what's going on? Nainggolan can't play as a trequartista. And now he's become this monster that everyone yeah. wants around Europe. And that's his, that's his doing because he has these... You know, he thinks of things that he doesn't, that others don't. You know, he doesn't just accept what's in front of him. He thinks, well, I think you can be better there. Let's try. You know, he moved yeah. Pjanic. He moved Pjanic deep. Pjanic was, was, wasn't, you know, in the two in midfield before then, and now he's doing that at Juventus. You know, he's just yeah. he's, he, he he understands players, and, and you know, he's a he's a football maniac. I mean, when you listen to him in his interviews, they 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 could ask something that's not to do with tactics at all, and within ten seconds he's like, "Well, the left back needs to move two centimeters that way, and then we have two midfielders who've got." It's, it goes on forever. He's, it really he's, 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 a, he's football mad. And, and I good. Did, I've done all his press conferences wow. uh, this season at Saint Peter. Haven't had much free time this year, have you? I mean, it's two thousand five hundred words every time. I mean, if he can, t- I've got another thirty-four, thirty-five to do, and. If he continues like this, I will, I will have written three doctoral theses by the end. Like, it just goes on and on and but on, they exactly are, like you say, Will. But they are fantastic. You know, it's a show. Really are. Yeah, it's interesting. They are, they are it's so, so interesting. interesting. Like, he's, he's always got the answer or the motivation or the, the key that will make sure the players you know, stay, stay concentrated for the next game. He's always got something different. You know, he's, a little he's, bit of insight. He really prepares them. Yeah. I mean... De Boer and, and Pioli last year were, were oh, just really dull. And where Spalletti... It's well, Pioli's show, press conferences were, were, what, 17 minutes, I think they were? And it was yeah, all yeah. like, uh, yeah. if they were, they were these whitewashed, like, bland uh, answers, you know, just, uh, yeah. he, he just nothing, absolutely no, nothing insightful. He, he had his cards not even close to his chest. They were inside his chest. They, he just didn't yeah, let anything... Yeah. Come out, whereas Spalletti is just—it's it's a bit like Mourinho. I don't—I don't want to. Well, oh, that's a bit of a awkward comparison, but he prepares them. That's a part of his. His that's the part of the match for him. That's you know mm-hmm. that's the start of the match. And did you see really earlier? When, I don't, don't want to bash Pioli too much. Because sorry, sorry, Will, but I just yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Pioli too much because I loved Pioli and I think 
it was it, it wasn't his fault that things went to shit. It was the toxic season anyway, and I'll, I, he'll I'll for, he'll forever have a soft space in my heart or something. Yeah, whatever. I'll I'll always have a soft spot, a soft spot in my heart for him. For no, no, I but, agree. Yeah. I, that wasn't. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I, that wasn't a sort yeah. of. I, I like him as well. It's just his press conferences are quite yeah. dull. But I wanted to say, yeah, did, yeah. You, did you? Did you? I see you, Nima. You watched the one today, didn't you? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> when the journalist's phone went off in the press conference, he was incredible. <laughs> he was talking about how, how he likes his midfield to be rotating all the time because that's, you know, that's what, that's what make, gives problems to, to opponents. And somebody's phone went off and he just stopped and went, go on, then answer it. You've already, you've already earned yourself a fine by having your phone on in the press conference. <laughs> and then he answered it. And then he said, you know what, it's not good to be timid in football. What you needed to do was stand up and say, excuse me, I've got to talk to this person and just interrupt my whole conference. I, would, I, would have, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. He's brilliant. It was, quite a, it was quite a bit of show, I've got to say. It's, um, it's great. Someone else uh, today, uh, also, uh, April Summers, had a live periscope. So I was wondering, oh, did, you, great. Did, you, did you follow that, Max? I did not. I did not uh, see. Uh, uh, this is getting out of control. The worst, buddy. <laughs> I mean, the I, I just the jiggly wiggly when she does the jiggly wiggly. I, it's just oh my god! Like I mean, oh, it's so funny. I just can't stop thinking of you. When you when you when you pinged us on Twitter, she deleted the tweet that was there. So I yeah. don't know what actually happened. So you I can't really no, comment she, on it. She, you know what she did? Maybe she knows that she's causing a problem. No, no, but the thing is, she attacked Donald Trump for, for being a racist dickhead, and then I got tagged in it saying, like, you must love April now, and, I, and, and, I, and then I pinged you guys and said that, like her, I'm willing to start, like, three fan clubs for her, which she liked. <laughs> And then she deleted the tweet. I, I, yeah. well, that's fair enough. Uh, I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think she's. I don't think she's that stupid. You see, I think all of that jiggly wiggly stuff is. Just <laughs> I think she's. She's actually pretty intelligent. I honestly think so. Wasn't I, I, she? Wasn't she a Mancini enthusiast? Isn't that? That's what I thought. From because that was the first time I noticed these videos. Yeah, that's what. That's what brought her in first, right? Yeah. She's. Uh, she, she's a Mancino file, and then she became a, an interista. Proper. Imagine being a Mancini file. Well, Man, look, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm bald <laughs> at uh, 38, and I look at that 58 uh, year old man's hair, and I get uh, I'm a machine for, uh, I'm for the hair as well. Jesus Christ! I saw. Did you? I tweeted what out a, a head picture. Of hair. Dude, I tweeted out a picture of him this summer, or I think it was in April. Have you seen <laughs> how his body looks? Jesus oh, really? Christ! The man is ripped like a fucking, I don't know what. I'm so, like, the man, I, no, I am a Mancini file. God bless him. I mean, my, <laughs> I mean. No, I'm joking. Guys. He did good things for us, just not in the second. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes. he didn't. Actually, they were, last night on, on this show they have on Sky, which is basically a lot of people talking as if they're in a bar, but they actually did some analysis on, on Perisic, and they, were talk, and they reminded me that when Perisic signed, who, who Mancini wanted, right, let's give Mancini credit for that, he was yeah. really insistent on Perisic, right, so that was, that was very much a tick against his name, but when he turned up, he used him as a trequartista and then a right wing back in a 3-5-2 yeah. before putting him on the left. I mean, yeah. I, it just seems really strange. I mean, I'm not calling him an idiot, but that was weird. That was very strange. Yeah. I agree, I agree. Anyway. Right. Let's move on to the part of the show where we pay tribute, rip the piss off, as well as criticize something in the world or someone in the world of football. Starting with the Frog of the Week with Mr. Max DeLuca. 
All right. I do this once a year, and uh, it's that time again. Uh, the frog of the week is uh, Rye Italia. Uh, the pitcher was uh, worse than ever uh, on Sunday. Um, there was shade on one side of the pitch, and there was sunny on in the goal mouth during the second half, and I, I couldn't see the ball once it went up in the air uh, in the penalty area. Um, the only thing differentiating uh, Icardi from Borga Valero was uh, the position on the pitch. They looked the same. With the shiny head and the blonde hair, they looked exactly the same. It was brutal. So Raya Italia is uh, the frog of the week again this week. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't understand how they can still live. Ah, never mind. Anyway, right, uh, let's move on to uh, the Moratti of the week, which will be presented by Mohamed Nasser. Oh my God, he is beautiful. He is beautiful, yeah. Yeah, my Moratti of the week this week is finally having a third uh, kit that's not a fucking curse. Uh, <laughs> we managed to win away in a third kit. Uh, none of that stupid Sprite bottle from last year or the, the cursed uh, red uh, kit from, uh, from uh, the Atalanta games. Fuck those. Gone forever. So we finally have a third kit that we can wear and think, shit, the match is not cursed. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And third kit, you're my uh, Marathi of the week. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's actually quite amusing because I actually have a third kit from last year because I got it as a birthday present. And I was <laughs> almost considering wearing it this evening. But then I thought, given the memories that they created <laughs> last season, it would just be an enormous jinx on this podcast. So I decided not to. <laughs> Good grief. It's horrible. It is, it is really horrible. And it, it really looks like Sprite, like a Sprite bottle yeah. or a Seven yeah, really. Up bottle. It's really, yeah. really ugly. It does. R- right. Uh, let's move on to the slightly negative things, to this week's, uh, this week's Moji, which I'll be presenting myself. Right, um, this week's Moji is not um, <laughs> is not football related, but this is this is so unbelievably funny and stupid and ridiculous on so many levels that I I just had to use it. This is this comes from a report from uh, the German city or village of Worms in Germany during last Friday. The German fire uh, department were called to the hospital because a man, a German man, had been brought in with the ambulance to the uh, emergency room because he had inserted his erect penis into a two and a half kilogram weighing uh, weight bar that you put on like when you lift weights. (laughs) (laughs) That was not how I expected that sentence to end. Well, it gets worse. And I'm reading now from a newspaper. Um, is the man, the, the hospital, the, the emergency room hospital, uh, the, the nurses and the doctors tried for three hours, okay, to, to remove this, this weight off his, the man's penis, and they couldn't. So they had to put him, sedate him and put him to sleep. And then they called in the fire, the fire, the fire brigade, the fire marshals. And they had to, and I quote, use an electric saw to get the damn thing off. 
I don't get it. The guy was hard for three hours. Oh, what what fucking dick feels dude, 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 dude. <laughs> no, no. Be, he couldn't get it off because, like, he put it in, and then it got really hard. So, like, they couldn't get it off. So the blood was kept. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it just, dang, that's so. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, what? What? No. I know it's not football related, <laughs> but when I read this, I was like, this has got to be the biggest idiot in the world. I have yeah. not felt this ill since Nima admitted that he had bet 100 quid on Pazzini becoming Capacanieri <laughs> this season. <laughs> yeah. I think something's well, just beaten it. No, it's, it's just, I, I'm sorry, I know it's not football related, and I promise not to keep, but this was just so fucking stupid. I am so so wrong on so many levels that I just had to I just I just, I just had to bring it on and wow. you know God God bless you. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> could I change the subject slightly to say something please that I wanted do, to say? Please yeah. do, please do. It, this this could this is something I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about the Crotone match and it could also have been a Moratti. Um, I just wanted to say something quickly about Davide Nicola because yeah, go for it. Um, he is an incredible man who. Everybody should be fond of because I don't know if I don't know if most anyone's most anyone's aware of what happened to him three years ago. But his yeah. his fourteen year old son um, was killed in a biking accident um, a few years ago, um, and he has somehow since then found the, the strength to carry on and, and continue his coaching career. And you know, he last year he achieved one of the most extraordinary things that I've seen in a while with Crotone because they were he, hideous for <laughs> for about seven months, and somehow he saved them. Um, and then after the match, um, after the match on Saturday, you know, I, w- I was expecting him to come in and say, "Oh, this is so unfair." You know, Inter were lucky. You know, they didn't deserve to win. And he was actually really honest, and which is not something you always get from coaches in that, in a, you know, in the heat of a, of a post-game show. And he was basically saying, "Yeah, if we'd won, we wouldn't have stolen any. You know, it would have been fair." But football's about scoring goals, and Inter did, so we have to accept the result. And it just reminded me how much I like him as a person. This courageous young man is looking to explore. Hello. Hello. Yeah, he's disappeared. So, oh, sorry, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, so he's he's a great person. Um, and the, yeah. thing, the, the, the reason that the, the, the biking accident thing is, is relevant is because last year, just before, I think it was in the press conference before he played us, and we produced that shit shower that will never be wiped from our minds. He said in his press conference that if Crotone stay up, I will do a bike ride from the stadium to Turin, which is about 1,300 kilometers, and they stayed up and he did it. And this was because... Oh, wow. This was because of his son, who had, who had oh, wow. died on his bicycle, and he said he was pedaling for Alessandro. And it was the most beautiful thing that I've seen in a long time. So, yeah. good luck to David and Nicola. Your team do yeah, not play great football, but he's a good man. I just needed that's to... Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was an excellent, actually. That could be like a good, good Morati as well, actually, to be honest. That's, well, yeah, that's that's a, a, Mohamed was that's, good, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's more meaningful than my third kid. <laughs> <laughs> It's all, it's all about putting things into perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah, anyway. Right. Um, that was all we had for this week's Studio Inter. I want to thank Will for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for, for inviting me on. I will definitely have you on again. Uh, thank you. Thank love, you. Love to come back. Thank you, Mo. Hey, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you, Max. Pleasure, guys. And until next week, my name is Nima Tovali Ruzzari, and this has been Studio Inter, sempre e solo, Forza Inter.